Life Audio. Welcome back to another episode of Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine. Today we have on our very special guest, Sonia Hunter. Sonia launched her debut book, Unsurvivable, which encourages readers to look for the rainbow through their darkest storms. Sonia is deeply equipped by personal experience to speak into life storms. At 29 years old, she was a stay-at-home mom married to her husband, Chris, with whom she had two sweet sons. In the span of a heartbeat, a car wreck left Sonia widowed, bereft of one son, while her remaining son fought for his life in the ICU. In the wreckage of the life she'd hoped for, Sonia was driven to discover desperate trust in the life God was creating for her. Although their story is unique and powerful, Sonia also recognizes that she's not alone. She says everyone will face storms in their lives. They may be big or they may be small. Through my storms, I've learned that the only way to get through them is by keeping Christ at the center of the storm. And I could just tell she did so in my interview with her. During one of the darkest moments of her life, God literally showed her a rainbow. Um, And if that's not our God, then I don't know what is. And so I just really was... um, so amazed by her that she was able to hold on to such faith during such intense loss. And so if this is you today, or you know someone who's going through this, I would love for you to pass along this story. It's so nice to know that we're not alone, but also that we can survive the unsurvivable because of Jesus. And I would look at it and say that Sonia survived the unsurvivable going through this loss, but also her son, Connor, he survived an unsurvivable wreck and God is just written all over this story. So without further ado, please enjoy and hear more from Sonia. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. It's, it's been I bet that would be a fun job. Yeah. I'm sure you meet a lot of interesting people. And yes. Stories, so, yes, it's, it's a huge blessing. So I'm just, yeah, super excited that I get to do this. So, um, yeah, well, why don't you kick us off by just telling us a little bit about like, how did you first identify yourself as a Christian and, and how did you come to know God at first? Well, of course, I was raised up in a Christian home, um, and my parents actually were even uh, youth pastors for a while. And so I can remember uh, me and my sister, I have an older sister, and so we had shared a bedroom for a little bit in our life, and we had bunk beds. And I'll never forget, I was on the top bunk bed, and I can remember, um, actually, it was my Sunday school uh, lesson. I was in elementary And I can remember, you know, our Sunday school teacher just really presenting, you know, how to become saved. Plus, like I said, I grew up in a Christian home too. So 
you know, that was always brought up to this, but I can still remember that night in my bunk bed, asking God to come into my heart and, you know, asking Jesus to come into my heart and praying the prayer. And I remember going and talking to the pastor, you know, after that, I, that next morning I got up and told my parents, you know, Hey, I asked Jesus into my heart last night and they're like, that's awesome. And, you know, went and talked to the pastor just to make sure, you know, I fully understood everything correctly. And, you know, so I'll, I mean, such a sweet time because, you know, and I think too, you know, you don't really start grasping that it wasn't really until around junior high, high school though, that, you know, I started really having a relationship with the Lord because, you know, we had great youth pastors and all that all through my youth group ages. And, you know, they really plugged into you, teaching you, you know, how to start having quiet times with the Lord and that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, that's kind of how my salvation started. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I've been really loving asking that question to each of our guests because, um, it's, I, I feel like there's two common themes. It's like either it was presented to you from an early age to where you really just clung to it and got it and, and probably were saved from a lot of hardships because of that. And then there's the other camp of people who maybe weren't exposed to it as a young child and didn't know until later on. And so I really just see it as such a gift for those who did have really solid Christians as, um, you know, in their foundation, whether it was parents or, you know, other caregivers or people in their lives. So it's definitely a huge gift that God gave you. It it definitely is for sure. Yeah. So, um, so that, that's awesome. That's how you came to know God in the first place. And then can you tell us like, what experiences have you had in your life that have helped shape or changed your view of a lot of view of God along the way? And, um, have there been like significant events or seasons of life that have really defined your faith for you? Definitely. So, um, in 2006, um, my husband had a car accident that claimed his life and our six-year-old son, Adam's life and left our 19 month old son, Connor with a spinal cord injury at C1, 2, and 3. So it left him a quadriplegic. So I was 29 years old you know, and at 29, you just think, oh, we have our whole life together. We're going to grow old together. You know, you live in this kind of like bubble. And of course we, you know, we're very involved in church, took our boys to church, you know, all that stuff. But I think you kind of sometimes get stuck going through the motions, if that makes sense. And it wasn't until this horrible tragedy happened in my life that I had to literally cling to faith And, you know, my, I always say my spiritual walk completely did a 360 that day because it wasn't anymore going through the motions. It was more of, I had a very personal relationship with Jesus Christ because he was all I had at that moment. I knew that I needed a miracle for Connor to be able to survive because it's funny. So I wrote I wrote a book um, and my book is called Unsurvivable because in all honesty, it was not a survivable wreck. Connor should not have survived the wreck at all. And, you know, my relationship with God just got completely different because it's funny because this is how our relationship should be with God anyways. But, you know, it became more of a father-daughter relationship because, you know, I was clinging to him as a daughter, you know wanting him to hold me with my grief and, you know, 
do a miracle on Connor that he would survive. And, you know, cause I just knew that I needed him to be able to survive, even if that meant being a quadriplegic for the rest of his life. I just, I knew I couldn't lose my whole family. So my relationship took a complete 360 turn with God during that time. Not that I didn't, it, you know, it's kind of hard to describe because it's not that I didn't love God and didn't have a relationship with God before that, but my relationship just went completely different in a great way. But yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine it. And I, I know you talk about your book that you wrote. Um, and I really hope that if there's anyone listening who relates to, um, going through pain or a tragedy of this magnitude that you go pick up a copy of this. Cause, um, yeah, I'd love to hear like just your insights into this. Um, but even you said your son Connor survived, survived the unsurvivable. That's a miracle and such a praise. It's also a praise that God even helped you survive, um, what you have had to go through because just that loss of that magnitude, I'm sitting here listening to your story, just like, I'm amazed that you're even here talking to me today because the pain of that just seems unsurvivable, really. Yes. And it really is. And, and it's funny because whenever I wrote the book, so I, I did get remarried, um, which is another miracle too. Cause you know, when this happened, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm still in love with my husband. I'm never going to be able to move past that, you know, yeah. but, um, he brought the perfect man into my life. Um, and so whenever I was talking about writing the book, it's funny because God had been placing it on my heart for quite a while. And I was like, God, I'm not a writer. This is, I can't do this. This is not me. And, you know, I just, um, I, I knew in my heart, it would have been a, a game changer almost. Cause I could have been, you know, I, I was clinging to things. Has anybody been through this? What is this normal that I feel this way? Because, you know, I went through a lot of emotions. There were times that I was mad at God. There was times that I was jealous that God had my son Adam and I didn't, but, you know, I feel like God gives us all these emotions too. And I think it's okay to feel those emotions as long as you don't stay in that, you know, stay in that moment for a long time. But, you know, it was, it was a very hard thing to go through because for one, I really couldn't even grieve Chris and Adam because I had to immediately be mom and, you know, fight for Connor to survive because it wasn't even just a survival of him and all of his injuries. And um, the ICU doctors were not for me going on with Connor's life. They were trying to get me to let him go, tell me he was going to have no quality of life. You know, even to the point they're like, we'll put him in your arms and we'll just basically let you rock him to his death. And I was just like, are you kidding me? I've just lost everything. And, and like I said, it was, it truly wasn't a survivable wreck and it was a miracle Connor was alive. And I was like, God can take Connor over this ventilator any day. And of course, you know, they gave me worst case scenarios, which I get doctors do have to sit down and do that. And I give them a lot of credit because his injuries were very, very bad. I mean, so they did a great job at keeping him alive, but, um, they just, we even asked one doctor at one time, you know, do you believe in God? And he told us, I don't believe in your God. No. And so, 
you know, I felt like it was just the devil was really trying to kill, steal and destroy my whole life. And I just was not going to allow that to happen because I knew in my heart I needed Connor and I knew God left Connor for me because God knew I was going to need Connor as well. And so, you know, I always tell people it was tough because I didn't get to just sit down and grieve either, but I also feel like that that was also God's plan for me because I think if I would have had to grieve them, you know, I grieved in spurts, if that makes sense. And I couldn't grieve them both at the same time. I would just have to grieve one because it was too much to bear. Mm -hmm. And I feel like me having a focus with Connor and having to take care of Connor help me from going down that deep, dark, you know, spiral that could have happened. Yeah. And, you know, so, and then of course I'm one of those ones, I'm real stubborn. (laughs) And so the doctors had told me, you know, oh, Connor will never survive more than a year because being on a ventilator, he'll have chronic pneumonia that will eventually claim his life. And, and praise the Lord, it's been, May will be 17 years and he's never had pneumonia. We have had some medical issues. I'm not saying that. And we have had some scary ones, but they have actually been things that weren't even related spinal cord injury wise or ventilator wise. It was other crazy things, Mm. but, but I mean, you know, it's just, it's amazing because I can truly look back over my life before this happened and I can truly see how God set up my whole life to be ready and prepared for what was about to happen. And I couldn't see that at the time. I always tell people that you can't always see that at the time, but looking back now, I can see how literally my life was set up exactly for what was about to happen. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break and hear a little bit from our sponsors, but I do just want to add as well. I'm going to put some uh, links in our show notes for Sonia's book. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Unsurvivable. You can also find it at unsurvivablebook.com. You can also find Sonia at Real Sonia Hunter, and they also have a nonprofit called Adam's Cape that you can find as well. But again, I will put all of this in our show notes. And after a few words from our sponsors, we'll be right back to hearing more. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It's just, it's amazing. I mean, God is... God is so good. And, you know, I've had people come to me before and be like, 
I just can't believe, you know, that you're not mad at him because I do, I have met a lot of people that have lost, you know, loved ones, not to the extent that I have, but you know, when they, they're in a deep, dark grief that they can't get out of. And I'm like, he, God is all we have. He truly is. And he's the only hope we have. And I also have hope because I know one day I will get to see them again too, because I know without a doubt that, you know, they're in heaven. So yeah, I mean, that's the only hope we have. So it's, that's, that's very beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I did read that, um, a statement you had wrote about it. You said, everyone will face storms in their lives. They may be big or they may be small, through my storms, I've learned that the only way to get through them is by keeping Christ at the center of the storm. And so I did want to ask you, like, for you, what did that look like? Like, what did it look like to keep Jesus at the center of this hard thing you walked through? I think for me, because, you know, I, my, my loss was so great. And, and I, like I said, I came from a great Christian background family and, you know, my parents never, and my parents actually ended up divorcing later in life, but married two other people. And I mean, they, they, I, God knew too what he was doing when he gave me my parents, because, you know, it is hard. You get shaken, you know, with fear it's, you know, sometimes you have to step back on and look back, you know, walk away from the fear because the fear will just grip you. And then you lose your focus. And, you know, my parents were always right there. I mean, my mom would, doctors would come in and give horrible news to me. And my mom would just start whispering scripture in my ear. And at that moment, I'm like, okay, I can do this. You know, I, I can put Jesus right back in the center of my life again. And so, you know, it's, it, it was an up and down battle, but, and, you know, the other thing is too, it was amazing because every time the doctors came in and gave me such bad news um, immediately God would either send a person into my path that would give me a sign from him or, you know, um, one of my favorite stories is, um, they had sat down and gave us, you know, this family meeting that was when they were pushing me really hard to let Connor go. And the ICU doctor had even told me I was being selfish for going on with his life. And I was devastated. And I remember just walking out of that room and I went into the ICU waiting room and one of my friends was in the waiting room with me and I had to call um, one of my friends back at home that was going to let everybody at home know what happened. And as I was sitting there talking to her on the phone with my friends standing there listening, I mean, I was just crying and I was like, I just wish that God would give me a sign because am I being selfish? Am I doing the wrong thing? You know, it's hard sometimes not to wonder. And as soon as those words came out of my mouth, the most beautiful rainbow appeared over Dallas, Texas, because that's where we were at was children's in Dallas, Texas. And it wasn't even raining. And it was just, I remember just, I looked at my friend, I was like, am I seeing things? And he was like, no, this is real. And he said, I think that's your sign. And I remember just running into the ICU room where Connor was at. My mom and the nurse were looking out the window at this rainbow. And I was like, you're never going to believe what I just said, and this just appeared. And so from that moment forward, I knew no matter what, you know, I was supposed to continue on with his life. And, you know, I, my pastor gave me a great advice. He was like, you know, don't look, don't look into the future because tomorrow doesn't exist. 
And, you know, all we have is today. Let's live in this moment today. Can you get through today? And Mm. that was something that stuck with me that I continued to tell myself every day. Can I get through today? I only have to make it through today. And so sometimes that's kind of how it is. It's a day-to-day basis. You know, you just have to, can I get through today? And then tomorrow we'll deal with tomorrow. So yeah, that is such good advice because I think you're right. Like, um, I mean, that can apply to a lot of things in life, but especially when faced with great tragedy, it's like, you're probably just thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this and this and this? And the list probably continues to add until it's just overwhelming. And so that is really awesome advice. Just get through today, cling to Jesus in the moment of today, and he will get you through. And, And I love your story for that, because what better picture than you sitting here today and, and Connor being here today and, um, yeah, it, it is really beautiful. Um, I would love to hear from you. Do you have a favorite verse or something that you've been learning lately that you would be willing to share with us? I have so many favorite verses, but honestly, one of my favorites is Jeremiah 29, 11. And it's for another plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you hope in a future and not harm you. I mean, those, I claimed that verse actually over Connor because I mean, it just speaks volumes to me because I know that, you know, he doesn't cause harm, you know, that's not his nature to do that. And he can make something beauty, beautiful out of ashes. I mean, he really can. Yeah. And then, so that, that one is probably my favorite verse of all times. I have a list of verses, but I mean, that one's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Sure. I I love that. It's so good to remember that, that like, even when the craziest or most devastating things happen, it's like somehow God is still just creating something magnificent out of it. And it's only God can do that. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And it's, I mean, you know, that's what I tell people because, you know, I, I told myself from the beginning when I, when we came home, because coming home from the hospital to all my memories was really tough and it was a huge transition for me. And that was when reality really hit when we came home and not even that, you know, Connor still was in a baby bed, you know, and so his room was turned into a hospital room basically. And I was like, no, this is not going to happen. We're we're going to go back. We don't need a hospital bed. You know, we'll make this work another way. We're going to keep this as as fun as we can for him. You know, I wanted him to be able to still be a kid. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I strived on was we're not going to have a lot of negativity around him. We're going to keep things upbeat because he could be really depressed. And, you know, thankfully, God, I'm not going to say I didn't have my time where I would go to my bedroom and cry my eyes out. But, you know, I tried my best to keep everything upbeat around him. And make life happy for him. You know, we travel, we just get in the car, we go, he loves the beach, you know, and I just, I want him to experience life like he should experience life. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I admire you so much, just um, your faith and, and choosing to be a woman who, who, um, you know, I don't want to use the word seeks the positive in this because I don't, but, but just being able to, to just trust that God is good. I mean, you could be a bitter woman and just be so angry and that would be okay too, because you certainly deserve to feel that way. But the fact that you have chosen to say, no, 
I'm going to trust that God is good and I'm going to let his light shine through this. Like you are making such an impact in people's life and you are, um, your, your strength in choosing that I think is blessing so many people. So I just want to encourage you and say, thank you for, for choosing that and for choosing to, to see the beauty and share your story with other people. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Sparkle Speak. As always, you can find us at sparklefaith.com or at lifeaudio.com along with some other podcast shows that are like ours. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and especially if you know someone who may benefit from hearing a story like today's story, please send it along. I know that um, everybody faces storms in their lives and especially the really, really intense and big ones. It's so nice to know we're not alone. So I'd love if you could share this episode and we will see you back here next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.